coming up. It says you may have trouble sleeping, maintaining employment, and or changed you know, some of your habits in life. And it says each tip brings us closer to you. It's almost a personal letter written to somebody who knows something. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. In February of 2003, a four-year-old girl disappeared in Kennewick, Washington. The case shook central Washington. Four-year-old Sophia Juarez disappeared from Kennewick in February 2003, a day before her fifth birthday. Police believe she was abducted as she walked near her home. Please return Sophia back to her mom. Return her safe. 18 years later, some think a clip posted to the social media app TikTok might be a clue in Sophia's case. A TikTok personality in Sinaloa, Mexico, recently interviewed a woman who claimed she had been held captive and was trying to reunite with her family. Ted Land, reporter with King 5 in Seattle, Washington. When did you first come across this TikTok video and what does it show? Well, it was about two weeks ago, and we saw an update from the Kennewick Police Department in central Washington talking about how they were getting a ton of tips about a TikTok video related to a case that they're working on. And that caught our interest because uh, it was in another country, it was in another language, And there were a lot of people who thought that this TikTok video might be um, a credible lead in a very, very old case that, that the police are working on. What you see in the video is a man in this, the state of Sinaloa, Mexico, interviewing, he, he goes around and talks to interesting people on the streets, interviews them, asks them all kinds of questions. And in this particular video, he's interviewing a young woman, looks like she's in her early 20s. And she's talking about how she was at some point held captive and was attempting to reunite with her family. Um, she is about the age that Sophia would be at this, at this point in time. And a lot of people watching the video commented saying she looks like an older version of the missing girl. Hmm. And so what are people saying? Are they, are they directly tying this to the Sophia Juarez case in Washington? A lot of people who watched the video are doing that. The police department actually published on a website, a new website, some age progression photographs of what Sophia would look like today. And when people looked at that photograph and then the TikTok, they thought, wow, that looks pretty similar. Um, commenters noted that the, the woman in the video looks like Sophia. The woman talks about being confused, not knowing where she's from, that she, she was held captive at some point. And that's really what caught people's eye. And, uh, and they notified the police department. They, they started flagging the police department and saying, Hey, take a look at this video. And when the police department started looking into it and putting an investigator on it, they thought this could be credible. And they, they, they definitely want to learn more about who this woman is. Tell me about Sophia Juarez. Who is she and, and how did she go missing? Sophia was a four-year-old girl who went missing on February 4th, 2003. It was one day before her fifth birthday. This was in Kennewick, Washington, a city in central Washington, very agricultural. Um, 
uh, have a big Latino presence out there, population. Um, Sophia, typical little girl. She enjoyed cartoons, playing with Barbie dolls and coloring. She was kind of shy, police say, and not really prone to wander off by herself. Um, but on this night, on February 4th, Police believe she walked away from her house um, and was walking on a street near her home uh, just after eight in the evening. And they think she was abducted. And that was really the last anyone saw or heard from Sophia. She was Washington State's first Amber Alert. This is when that system was first being rolled out across the country. And uh, they used it on her very early on. And so that alone was a prominent case, having the state's first Amber Alert, but also just the circumstances of this case caught a lot of people's attention. Uh, everyone in that community in central Washington remembers where they were that day, that week when she went missing, and just the huge outpouring of support from the community and law enforcement. Hundreds of people came forward to help police search for her, um, and, and still no trace of Sophia. Tell me a little bit more about those early search efforts. You mentioned that this was the state's first Amber Alert. What, what did the search look like in the first kind of few weeks and months? What efforts were investigators making to try to find Sophia? And, and were there any leads or suspects or anything like that early on? So they were looking at, um, a few people in the, in the community there who they thought might have some information, but, it never turned out to have an official suspect or a sighting of Sophia. Anytime some human remains would show up, people would say, was this Sophia? And they, they'd start looking into it. Um, they were asking for tips and, and hundreds of people came forward with um, tips on what they thought might have happened to her or where she was spotted. Um, you know, police followed up on these tips and, and these leads. And, and there were some... Uh, early on, some some instances where people thought, well, maybe they're onto something here, but it always led to a dead end. And um, remember, this was a time, 2003, 2004, you know, we, we didn't have social media then. We People weren't, um, you know, sharing a lot of information online with one another. And we weren't connected in the same ways that we are today. So I think investigations there at that time were different. And they, they didn't quite have the broad, vast reach that we have today now with Facebook, uh, you know, TikTok, Instagram, all these, these social media platforms where if the police department wants to put out um, some information asking for leads, it'll reach a huge audience now. And when right. they do that today, they get so many responses because everybody still remembers Sophia and wants to right, help. Right, now that we're coming up on almost two decades, 18 years since Sophia disappeared, it does sound like this has remained a very active investigation. Is that fair? Yeah, and I asked the police, you know, was there ever a time when you just kind of put this one on the back burner and thought, you know, we'll just wait for the tips because we, we've pursued everything. And they say, you know, they have never given up. They've been working with the FBI and other agencies over the years. Um, they just made a new push for tips this year. They, they put up that web, a website with age progression photos show, showing um, what Sophia would look like today. They have a special investigator working just on this case. 
Um, they actually worked with a trucking company and put photos of Sophia and information on tractor truck trailers, which travel the country on interstates. These are driving all over the country seeking information. And, uh, they did never give up and, and they keep searching for, for information about her. And since they started this, this new website with this, this new push for leads, they say they've gotten more than a hundred tips just in the last month or so. If Sophia was four, about to turn five when she was abducted, that would put her in her early 20s today, which I have to imagine potentially makes things more difficult for investigators. And I'm sure that's you know one of the reasons a lot of the leads haven't panned out to this point. But the other side of this is that if Sophia is out there because she was five years old when this happened, that's old enough to potentially remember something happening, at least to some extent. And now if given the opportunity, be able to seek out help as an adult, which brings us back to that TikTok video. Tell me a little bit more. Does the woman in the video, does her story line up with what we know about Sophia's abduction? Roughly, it lines up. There's a a number of cues in in that video that have caught people's attention. It's her talking about how she claimed she was held captive. She seems confused about where she's from and wants to reunite with her family. She mentions some other countries, um, not the United States, um, but uh, there's, there's enough there that people thought, well, this, this is probably worth looking into. The woman seems lost in the video. She doesn't really seem to know too much about the specifics about how she ended up where she is, which is intriguing to people. Um, her approximate age matches Sophia. Um, the, the Kennewick Police Department actually was able to talk with the man who made the TikTok video. He's kind of a social media personality. And they are working with him and some of his um, other social media TikTokers um, to try and relocate the woman. They they don't know where she is because they had just come across her on the street when they interviewed her and didn't know she was um, anyone who, who would attract this kind of an interest, you know, weeks later. Um, so they are trying to relocate the woman. Kennewick police are working with the man. He has traveled to that city multiple times now to try and recontact her. He has interviewed people, uh, in the city, in that same area who have said, you know, that she, she does frequent that area. Investigators have not been able to track her down. I think it's just a matter of time before we're able to uh, locate her. One of my colleagues here at King 5, Chelsea Hernandez, was able to talk with him and interview him in Spanish about what he's doing, about how he found this woman. He said he, you know, was, he saw her on the street and he thought, you know, I'll just ask her some questions and and put it up there and see what happens. Really what police want to do is to find this woman so they can get a DNA sample from her and they can compare that to Sophia's DNA, which they have. That'll give them an answer pretty quickly. And if, if they say, if it's her, great, let's get her home. If not, there are other leads to pursue. If it's her, great, right? We get to bring Sophia home. If it's not her, then we can we can move on to other things and put our resources other places. One important note here, police tell me that um, they 
they or the man in Mexico have spoken with some family members of the woman in the video, and they say it's not Sophia. So that's an, an interesting um, wrinkle in the investigation there. But it's not enough for them to pull back and, and say that's not her. They, they really need this DNA sample. But the challenge now is just finding her. You mentioned that website that investigators have set up uh, and, and that it is bringing in new leads and recently, it sounds like they've even been able to identify a witness to Sophia's abduction. What can you tell me about that? So besides the TikTok video, police have been getting a lot of other tips, and some of them are very helpful for this investigation. One of them, they say they've identified a highly credible witness who saw a female matching Sophia's description, a child, walking along the sidewalk the night she went missing. And this witness, their observation, it it really lines up with the time that Sophia would have been walking in that area. And the witness tells police they saw a person approach the girl and then lead her away from the street as she cried. Police say they have a detailed description of that person, but they're not releasing that right now because this is an ongoing investigation and there's some reason to believe if they put that out there, it could compromise the investigation. So that's a very important tip that came in recently. It shows the importance of staying on these cases, keeping this website out there, keeping this in the headlines, finding new ways to reach people because you don't know what's going to come up. Another interesting tip they have is that there was a, a van noticed nearby on a, on a street close to where she went missing. Uh, police say they have a high degree of interest in that van and they're looking for people who might recognize it almost 20 years later. Mm. Yeah, you know, 18 years is a long time, but you really just never know. Cases like this do end up being solved. Have we heard from Sophia's family, the Juarez family, either recently or over the years? What have they had to say about the case? Sadly, Sophia's mom passed away since she went missing. So she will never have an answer about what happened to her little girl. Uh, Sophia's family is still in contact with Kennewick Police Department, um, helping in any way they can. The investigators tell me um, they're keeping her family updated on um, on the, the latest in the investigation. They're very supportive of the police and continuing that investigation, doing whatever they can to help. But really, you know, the important information now appears to be coming to, to, to need to come from outside sources, outside of the family. Um, someone who saw something and thought it might have been curious and never really thought much of it at the time. And for anyone looking for more information who's listening to this or who wants to see those, those age-progressed images of Sophia, there's a number our listeners can text to receive a link to that page with updates on the investigation, right? That's right. You can text the word Sophia with an F to 206 448 4545. That is a system we have that will link you to the Kennewick Police Department's website with all of the information about the case, photos of Sophia, what she would look like today, um, more um, details on how she went missing, and how you can submit tips to the police department. There's even a section on there that says, if you were involved, it's important to know that the police will st- not stop looking until they bring closure for Sophia's family. It's, it's kind of a, like a interesting note to anyone out there who, um, maybe has been looking over their shoulder since 2003. It says you may have trouble sleeping, maintaining employment and or changed, you know, some of your habits in life. And it says each tip brings us closer to you. It's almost a personal letter written to somebody who knows something. Mm. 
Ted Land with King5 in Seattle. Thanks for sharing the story. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks to you for tuning in to another episode of The Daily Crime. We're here with a new crime story every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And the best way to make sure you're not missing any of those episodes is to hit subscribe or follow right now, wherever you're listening. Will Johnson and I also host a weekly podcast called True Crime Chronicles, where we do a little deeper dive into a single story each week. You can find it by searching for True Crime Chronicles on your podcast app or heading over to vaultstudios.com. That's all for this one. Until next time for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.